welcome to Church and Other Drugs. What's up, bitches? My name's Jed. I'm Jay. Uh, continue our conversation. Yeah. So we were talking about Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. So, well, no spoilers, but we were talking about torture. Okay. And well, like, what would be right. the appropriate punishment for a torturer? Yes. Okay. So what? Right. What is fair justice for? Like, yeah, okay. Like, for torture. Just what you just said. Um, <laughs> so, sucks. And then I moved to the Toy Box Killer, who I just read about. and So, tell us all about it. Cause I've I'm not going to tell you all about it. I'm just not. It's just, it's all, all ugh, like, all, y'all have all heard Dirty Mike, and I, I showed it to him, and even he was like, yeah, that's fucked. Like, that's messed up. So, okay, please, you have to give me some some deets, dude. You got yeah, yeah, I will. So he was this guy, um, David Parker Ray. I want to say his name was something like that. You know, something's fucked up when they have, when they have three, three names. names. Well, I think I mean I think it's like if I became a serial killer, I would then be my full name, which I'm not going to give on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't have three first names. No, but even even like like that's not everyone like uh. Do they all have three first names? I don't think so. No, no, yeah. no, no. Anyway. They don't all. I'm just saying, like, if you have three first names, there's there's more likelihood of a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's... Either you're going to be a serial killer or a race car driver. David Parker Ray, that's it. He looks horrible, too. So he was this guy, and he would <laughs> kidnap um, mainly prostitutes, I think, but also just, just girls. And uh, his, his big Such thing... Such a problem with hookers, man. I don't... It's like a common theme. And... Yeah, it's, it's because you can get – it's an easy way to get girls to a location. Uh, okay, fair. Un- okay. You don't need like a pretense. That is the pretense. Got so, it. He had what he called the toy box, which was a outfitted trailer, which was soundproofed, yeah. um, steel, caged in, and it had just like a gynecologist chair – horrible horrible torture devices in there and his thing was he would drug the girls and they would wake up and he he had a pre-recorded tape that he would play and uh i read the transcript and that was just like it just made me want to throw up like it's super long and he just goes into detail about what he's about to do to them oh my lord yeah and it's like like super gnarly okay we don't need any more it was i'll put it this way this is this was the craziest part of the story okay the his toy toy box was so gnarly that the fbi agent it was a lady who went in there to do a sketch of the scene went Mm -hmm. home and killed herself what yeah oh my lord yeah but so this this is where this argument came into what happened to him he had a heart attack awaiting trial and died yeah, that's whack. So dog. that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, so what is what is an appropriate punishment for someone like that? Like, and then I was like, man, maybe that's like what hell is for. But even still, that eternal t- conscious torment. It's so hard for me though to like, because <clears throat> then we get on this grading scale of wrong or bad. Yeah, that's what I'm or saying. Sin. It's hard, but it's hard to rectify. Like, I I want I would obviously want that guy to be tortured i mean that that would to me would feel like just fair right maybe that's why maybe that's why literally god just says it's mine to avenge because like we don't have a 
well we don't have enough a, developed right. sense of justice and what is just and i think too like more often than not when i think of I'm like i think you should have it times a hundred you know what i mean it like my form of justice always seems to be not fitting to the crime right yeah like i always punch back harder than i get punched which is a problem yeah that's true yeah that's true um you know what i mean i was big on yeah i was big i was big on revenge plotting i never <laughs> i never went through with anything but i was a plotter for sure yeah um yeah it's gnarly dude that's so gnarly anywho's it, it is so so that's a nice light subject to get the things going um you know so what else is going on uh chillin i i'm taking the week off next week a whole week what 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 yeah maybe you can can refocus take your head out good lord i hope so yeah you need to take a lifetime for me to get my head out of my ass but um, oh you know what's up this is the story i wanted to tell for this uh so we watched the uh world series because my team was playing Jay's team. The College World Series. College World Series. Florida Go Gators. beat the Tigers. Fuck Florida. Go Gators. Fuck Florida. Fuck Gators. Hey, remember that football game? No. That happened I last don't. fall? I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. A bunch of little bitches and made us like lose a home game and then we beat you anyway no, at home. Don't. And like two weeks before that, that stupid Tiger. What? You're talking. See, that's when you're crossing the line, people. If you think he is, you just, you just, that, you just crossed the line, son. You do not talk about Mike like that. Well, all I'm saying is, good riddance. We have a, a holiday now on the day of his death. Do you really? No. Sounds real dumb. Whatever, man. We yeah. have a holiday now on the date of uh, every time that we beat you. Which is often. <laughs> Do you get to take your sister out for lunch? <laughs> are you as are you the LSU fan making fun of somebody else for being redneck? Is that what's happening We're right now? Okay, John. What Cajun man? Okay. That was a bad well, Cajun guy. Same, All my Cajun same friends thing, don't uh, same my, thing, yeah. different flavor. No. Yeah, mm. yeah, you're, did you say <laughs> same steak, different flavor? I said same thing, different flavor, but I like that steak. I like, yeah, I that's like a new saying. Same fine. steak, Steve different flavor. Or wait. Steve. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Anyway, uh, so, but baseball reminded me of the time um, me and uh, my married group of pranksters robbed the uh, USC men's baseball team. Did I tell that Did story? Did you really? Yeah. No. Okay, so. Are you, gonna, are you going to. Uh, prison for telling this? Yes. Was that the question for real? No, okay. I mean not really. Well, but what was the question? I mean that was kind of the question. It was okay. like, yeah, are you locate yourself in some serious statute of limitations, dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was seven years ago, at least. I, the statute of limitations is different for different crimes, but please continue. <laughs> I don't know. I got, all right. Well, how, how about this? We'll find out. <laughs> well, actually, okay, okay, okay. This didn't happen. Okay, continue. Yep. So. So our our band practice space, um, which like, side note, Hootie and the Blowfish and every uh, Columbia band used to practice. Every band ever practices in these storage sheds right next to. And it's a shithole. Oh, but it was awesome, though. Storage sheds right next to um, the the baseball field. Yeah, it was a shithole, but it was fun. 
Asa yeah. lived, it was super lived cool. in one of those when he got kicked out of his house. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't we know we that. opened up the shed one day to practice, and he, there he was, just sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and people yeah, like yeah. me who weren't in those bands would just go and party. Oh, yeah, while everybody just go and get drunk. There's, yeah, yeah, that was fun. It's super Yeah, anyway. So one night we were bored, as, as happens with young, young men, and it was a summer mm-hmm. night, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we're like, hey. Oh, this is this is what sparked it. We got a pack of um, fake mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were like, these are the perfect disguises. We need to go. We can do anything now. So we all put on these ridiculous, like, we had sideburns, mustaches, and eyebrows. So we had all these like ridiculous. And we're like, what are we gonna do with this? And we're like, let's go next door. So we walk next door, and we're just walking on the baseball field. It was totally a crime of um passion yeah no what's it called like uh convenience not convenience opportunity there you go right 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 right, right. and by the way this this story is just the epitome of us and our friends in high school oh Continue. yeah 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 yeah. in a bored town yeah so, that's right we i don't even think we were we, i don't think we After were like, high drunk school. or anything even uh, might have yeah. been. <laughs> right i don't even know but anyway um, we walked on the baseball field and we looked and the locker room was open for some reason. And we we're like, well, that's odd. So we're like, well, so we just walked in <laughs> with our, with our disguises <laughs> and it looked like the rapture happened or something. Cause like, it looked like people had just been there. Right. Right. So like shit was out, shit was out, dude. So we got, right. um, baseball bats, baseball gloves, Oakley's. A Super oh, Nintendo shit. for some reason. Uh, I like. <laughs> I don't remember what I got, if anything. Maybe like a pair of sunglasses or something. But we kept making trips. We made about two trips. Oh jeez! The, the last trip, we we took some sort of championship trophy. It came up. Oh and, my gosh! Oh, yeah, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> it came up to my chest like it was a big ass trophy. As right. we were doing that. Two greyhounds were pulling in, and we realized they just, it was they were coming back. The whole fucking baseball team was coming back from an away game, so we just oh you about to get your ass. Ooh, so we booked it and we we made it. So with the trophy, oh yeah, with the trophy. So <laughs> a day went by, and we we're like, look, if anything, they're gonna be pissed about that trophy. Like we need to give that back. Take that back. So yeah. what we did was. In the middle of the night, we just drove into the parking lot, and we were going to set it in the parking lot. Right. Well, we, you know, it kind of got thrown and just shattered all over the parking lot. Which is even worse than taking So much worse. But Uh, in in like a crime blotter news story we read later, they blamed it on rival team vandalism. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that was ideal. Do I have to make amends for that? I don't know. Ask your spawn, not your sponsor. Okay. I just did a fist step with a Dude, guy too. if funny. we have to make amends for all the stupid shit we did when we were 16, uh, yeah, I'll I'm never have a fucked. life. No, I'm fucked. No. Dude, do you remember when we used to. Oh, dude, we used to throw so, so much things from moving vehicles. Oh, dude, so much. We Everything was really good thrown. at mail- mailbox bricking. Uh, uh, awesome. That was super fun. Yeah, it was. It kind of ended when 
I think it was Asa again threw a watermelon at a dude riding a bike and it just like knocked him oh, over and we were like, well, that's the end of that. You know, <laughs> I think he's injured. All the wind out of our sails here. Yeah. TPing was a big thing, Avi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, TP was huge. Saran oh, yeah. wrapping. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Did you ever baloney a car? Yep. yep. My favorite was the plastic forks in the grass. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That you got, you got to spell out fork you. That's uh, good, too. I never did that, but the, lots of forks in the grass. Yeah, it's fantastic. Did you, did you put the Vaseline on them? No, but whenever they broke, the the forks part was still in there. They couldn't get them out. Oh. Wait, how? Like, all the way in the in the dirt, and then they couldn't. If you tried to pull them straight out, they broke. Oh. And then you had, like, plastic in your yard forever. <laughs> We would... My favorite, though, I think, was the good old upper deck. Uh, <laughs> I just has the. Fu- did you ever actually do an upper decker? Yes. No, you did not. Yeah, I did. It was at some chick's house I didn't know when oh everybody God, when everybody dude. was quote unquote in college. I wasn't. I was like going to tech school, but quote unquote uh... in college. <laughs> it was incredible. That's incredible. I don't really like. I didn't know her, so I don't know how it turned out. I didn't get like that, you know, <laughs> feeling of accomplishment. An upper decker, dude. Who thought of that? Like, it's so funny. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny, but that's so funny. So, that's the most. That's yeah, also like so we're, congregation. We're, if you don't know what an upper decker is, an upper decker try, is try to say it in the most PC way possible. Is when you have a bowel movement. There we go in the upper tank of a toilet <laughs> so what happens is you continue to flush it <laughs> it just flushes feces feces water for all of eternity oh man that's horrible what is so- up with teenage boys and like poop poop like i remember <laughs> we went to and this was at church camp um the counselors which i guess at that time were like seniors in high school um they had formed something they called the bomb squad and so we would uh we would leave for lunch or whatever and when we come back uh if you were unlucky there'd be a sign on your door that said you've been bombed signed the bomb squad and they would have just you know left a huge massive doulu in the toilet oh (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) it was really funny that is funny (laughs) yeah that's just good clean fun i guess oh yeah Church camps are the yeah. best. Um, Church camps were weird. I love so, them, dude. Um, Interview. Can I, can well, I have a drum roll, please? Uh, I actually have a high-quality drum yeah. roll, so yes, you oh, can. Oh, do you? Yep. So, hold on. And go. We have motherfucking Patreons! Boom. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell them the best part of that. <laughs> so, first, thank you. We got two in one day. So We did, uh, like right after Luchas each other. Gracias. Uh, Carly Rose. Boom, really thank you, Carly. It. I like your name. Um, Scott, I hate your fucking face. Scott, you, I absolutely I we, adore. I adore I you. I thought we were boys, Scott. I thought we were boys. Scott. I even like, I saw him walking in downtown Charleston the other day. I was like, "Hey, Scott, what's up?" That probably we reminded cool. him. That probably reminded we him. Cool, like I thought we were cool. So now Jay has to watch John Wick too. 
Scott. <laughs> Damn it, Scott! Hey, and you know the 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 third one's in in the process of being filmed right now, so we got Good. all year for this shit. But uh, yeah. all right, so I think what we're gonna do, try to do this time is film Jay watching it, and he's gonna make fun of it during it. If we can somehow I, get it so we both can. I don't know. If we I can think do we that. can. I think we can. And we'll talk about logistics later. But I have an idea of how we might be able to do that. So join our Patreon because that's only going to Patreons. Yes, correct. Uh, but it, hopefully it will be like um, Mystery Science Theater style. Yeah, that's what, what I'm Little thinking. clips of the movie. Yeah, if, clips if not the movie with us, um, with Jed trying so hard, grasping at straws trying to keep this horseshit of a film afloat i'm sure dude uh what's her name rose from uh orange is the new black what's her name oh um i know who you're talking about well i need to know the name she was only in that one season i can't i'm not gonna be able to to move on until i know the name you're gonna need to think I of it forget i don't remember the australian oh, chick. Am, am no amber rose is not that same person kaylee Who's the Rose chick people say used to look like? Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. 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 Thanks. She does kind of look like Ruby Rose. She right? Why you say that? Congregation. Yeah, I can see that. I'm married to Ruby that. Rose. You know? No big hey. deal. My, my wife just scoffed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married to Ruby Rose, and she is married to fucking Ted Bundy or <laughs> like... Al Bundy, that's what I meant. Not Ted Bundy. Anyway, we have a really we have a really great interview. Yeah, we do. Sorry about this. <laughs> I'm um, excited for it. We got um our boy from the new podcast released into captivity. Song. Really awesome. Go check it out. Go check it out. Link in the show notes, all that stuff. First, tell me how much I I'm in the wave going. I'm in the AC too, and I'm like, this is ridiculous, dude. It's fucking hot in here, man. I don't know what's going on. Doesn't it usually stay like 70? Is it like hot in the places where it stays like 74 all year? Well, we're this guy. This guy, San Diego. Yeah, that's where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. I I, I went to rehab out in Huntington. And it was oh awesome, <laughs> yeah. Like in like in in Huntington, it's awesome. Even still, it's a little bit warmer than in San Diego. Like, I I had a job doing sales last year in San Diego. I was fucking loaded the whole time, dude. Like I I may I maybe I maybe got like twelve hours of sleep for like nine months, and I was trying to sell <laughs> trying to sell shit. Like like how come I can't sell anything? I mean, what's going on? I don't. I don't understand, dude. We, we we had a we had a friend of ours like relapse, and I guess he like started one of those 
pyramid schemey, like some kind of I don't know. All I know is he was just going around to each of us and being like, "Hey, you want to let me invest your money, man? I just give me like a thousand dollars. I'll turn it into four thousand. It'll be great." And he had this like hour-long presentation, yeah, rolling it to everybody else. <laughs> Fucking Ponzi scheme, dude. Yes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, man. So let's let's hear. We got a. Oh, how, we're how, much, how much time you got? Oh yeah, we're going. Bro, I I literally I have nothing I have nothing right now. I could okay. I could do whatever I want. I think, yeah. I think we'll do an hour for the show, and then if you're sticking around, we'll do uh thirty extra for our bonus. Yeah, yeah. I like then bonuses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, okay. let's let's start with uh the your arrest. <laughs> well, all right. So you do the released into captivity podcast. Which I've listened to all the episodes so far, and I love it. That's like my favorite. I did a little paltry four months, so like I love jail, prison stories. Prison stories are the best, man. Like the most unique (laughs) shit happens there. We're we're gonna do an episode just on jail stories because jail stories are pretty awesome too. Like I don't know, did you hear the episode where Chris told the story about? They were all following that crazy guy walking yes, laps dude. in their dorm around. Yeah. <laughs> and they had like a fucking Congo, Congo line of guys copying the, the crazy guy doing laps in the dorm. I yeah. thought that was awesome. Jay, he, 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 yeah. he said that like there's this like schizophrenic dude and he would just walk in a circle all day. And so one day Chris just walked behind him and then another dude walked behind <laughs> him and another dude walked. And they had like And a they train. were like copying what he was doing. So he would be like... <laughs> Oh yeah, I love the flowers today. They're beautiful. And then they, Chris would be like, "I love the flowers today. They're beautiful." And then the uh, guy behind him would be like, "I love the flowers today. They're beautiful." We, we always, we always had like a good laugh when some dude would come in and wash his clothes in the shit toilet. That's always a classic one. Uh, and 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 the crazy thing is, there's some guys that they would do that. Like that was like normal for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in a matter of fact, did I have a Sally that did that one time? I think I might have had a Sally that did that one time. I've I've seen dudes washing their clothes in the toilet a bunch of times. Oh, like it's not uncommon. It's not it's not an uncommon thing. May, all right, maybe I'm it's fucking <laughs> disgusting. But maybe I'll break yeah. the ice. But I don't even know if Jay, if, if I've told you this story. I think I have. Okay, so, and then we'll get to your your. Okay. This, this, so this this was the first time I've ever been arrested. I I do not know how to act in jail, and I'm detoxing off of everything heroin my antidepressants meth everything so i'd been constipated for five weeks okay oh god oh you're one of those guys oh yeah so (laughs) so two weeks two weeks uh two weeks in and i'm like oh all of a sudden like it's 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 coming out like and there ain't nothing i can do about it so i'm on the toilet and well a this is my first shitting in front of people well in jail i've done in rehab but yeah so I'm literally like, trying to not scream because when I say what came out was the, I'm I'm really not exaggerating the, you know those mini Pringles cans. <laughs> it was literally the girth. Oh, so and it had length. it had girth to it, yeah. Dude, it was the girth that killed me. Okay, like it. I mean, oh, hell yeah, so, bro. so so then <laughs> I go like, to flush. This, it was like that. It was like that. Like about drink. right. Yes, dude. <laughs> So I finally get it. I finally get it free, and I'm free. And then I go to flush it, and it it just the water just laughs at it. Like it's not moving, dude. It is not going down. And I just hear, 
oh, white boy, you gotta flush that shit down. And I was like, it's not gonna flush. What do water, I do? water, water. No, dude. They made me push it they... down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no choice. With your hand? They no, made you dude, push it with your hand? Newspaper, newspaper. But I had to shove it, and it took work, dude. I had to shove it down. Oh, man, that is good, dude. How hard was it? Was it really, really like. Dude, I'm, yes, it was dense. It was. Oh. Okay. Gosh, it was dude. like a, almost like a frozen cookie dough, like a two. Like, <laughs> fucking hurt, dude. See, so, so, so in California, when it used to be like this, whenever you went from prison to county jail, like it was mandatory that you had to come with a loaded trunk, like before, because <laughs> they used to have tobacco, right? So it was like if you ever went from prison mainline out to county jail, like if you didn't come with with you know like a plug of tobacco and a lighter like there could be problems for you you could get like dealt with you know what i mean so thankfully for me like and you heard the episode where i tell my story like i didn't do the prison politics and i actually did have to go out to court at one point in 2007 but um they had already get right got rid of all the tobacco on the yards anyway so there was no hooping of nothing for me you know like (laughs) I only put shit in my ass when I'm loaded on drugs, apparently. So, well, let's, let's, just for fun skis. Not while I'm in prison, dude. Colon rolling, man. That's the way to go. Oh, there's my friend, my friend Brad. Well, I will say his name, but he he called me one day. He had snuck a jail phone, and he called me because he was doing his like nine months or whatever. And he was like, "I need you to Google something for me." And I was like, "What?" He was like, "Google." What happens when tobacco explodes in an anus? And I was like, no, dude. No, what happened? Nothing happened, right? He was fine, right? Oh, he was fine. I he mean, was fine. I, I mean, some of the, the tobacco is toxic, dude. Like, yeah. they put a lot of bad shit in cigarettes. Oh, yeah, dude. for sure. We, dude, wow. uh, I don't, is, I, you can tell me if this is, see, I went in uh, East Baton Rouge in Louisiana. Okay. So, what was popular there was something called DNA where we would take the chewing tobacco from the, the used chewing tobacco from the guards out of the trash and microwave yeah. it. Is that, is that a okay. thing elsewhere? I mean, I'm sure any, any way you can get your hands on tobacco, you know, they'll do it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like the, the, the statistics bear themselves out. Like pretty much everybody that's incarcerated is a fucking dope fiend. You know, like yeah. if you're incarcerated and you're not an addict, then you're fucking it's weird. kind of stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Yo, you're right. just you're, really fucked you're up. You're a liar. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a liar. liar. You're in denial. Like, sure, you're not an addict, bro. Yeah, that, that's, well, that's uh, addict behavior. Right? All right, well, let's hear, let's hear, let's spin your yarn. So what brought you into the land of the California penal system? Okay, so, all right, so I'll try to make this as quick as possible. So, uh. We so got, we got I, time. Spin, okay, spin we got your time. yarn. Yeah, it's a good story. Okay, yeah. So so I was raised so I was raised in a Christian home. Okay. Yep. So I'm the oldest of three siblings. I have a younger sister. She's two years younger than I am, and I have a younger brother that's six years younger than I am. And when I was in third grade, my mom decided to go back to work because her and my dad decided that they wanted uh, myself and my siblings to go to private school. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Greg Laurie. Greg uh, Laurie? I haven't. Harvest I haven't. Have you ever heard of Harvest Crusades? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Laurie is the pastor of Harvest Church, mm-hmm. in which he is oh, the yeah. main 
He's the founder of the Harvest Crusade. So I went to that school. Uh, I, I mean, his his son died when I was in prison. I, I knew his son, Chris, Topher. His name is Christopher. We called him Topher. Uh, so we, I went to that school from third grade to eighth grade. So I got a Christian education. And uh, then I went to a public high school. And, you know, like I was always pretty good at academics. Like I'm one of those assholes that like uh, I get I get A's and I don't have to study. You That's, know, like I yeah. do my yeah. when I get to class. And That's what fucked so it me was like, too because I, I yeah, never learned too. how to study because everything. Me, and then like as soon as something didn't come easy, I was like, well, I guess I'm done. I got to go get high, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so pretty, so I was involved in this, uh, we had this class called PALS and you can look it up. There's a, there's an actual, there, it's an actual organization, peer assistant leadership, right? That's what it's called. So I was I was taking this class and I think I told the story right because I was I used to argue with uh, <laughs> my best my my best friend's older brother who was like a year or two a year ahead of me his name's Mondo his name's Mondo right so Mondo and one of his best friends Alan and I used to argue because they were all pro marijuana and I was like anti drugs you know like drugs ruins people's lives like pot will ruin your lives I've seen it happen you know like I, I didn't understand. I mean, to be totally honest with you at the time. So I was totally anti-drugs in this pals class, right? But anyways, I, I didn't go to class. And so my teacher, uh, Mrs. Clazy, was like, look, you should probably consider taking this test. So at the time in California, they had this uh, they had this test called the California High School Proficiency Examination, which you could only take when you were 16 and a sophomore in high school, right? And uh, it was like a, a GD. to a high school. Kind of like a GED, but you could actually petition and actually get a high school diploma, which I never did. I oh, mean, nice. Who fuck cares, right, about a high school diploma? So some people do. No disrespect to anybody. That, I mean, get an education is get an education. I mean, you, hey, right. might as well add a piece of paper to the wall, I guess, right? Or right. to your bathroom or whatever you want to do with it. So, <laughs> so, so I take this test, right, and I test out of high school. And I start going to junior college. Part of part of the thing was you have to go to junior college, right? So I take this test. I start junior college. You know, I'm getting straight A's. I'm taking like 20 units in junior college, getting straight A's. I've told this part of the story too on the episode. Uh, and th this is in. Uh, this is all in Riverside. Yes. Just all in Riverside, California. Okay. Right. So, right. So you can look up Riverside Community College. It's actually three separate colleges now. Back in the day, it was three campuses of one college and now they've separated it. But so anyways, I'm getting straight A's and uh, one day I'm driving my sister to, I drop my sister off at school and I'm about half a block from the school and I, I don't know what happens, but I know I wake up hours later and I'm in the hospital. I got T-boned by some oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I don't know if you can see it or not, but I don't know. Can you guys see this? I have a big oh, scar yeah. behind me here, right? You see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, t I had I took I had severe head trauma right and my memory was just fucking shot dude so it was like I was only in the hospital for like five or six days you know and then I was at home for probably thirty days like still kind of out of it mm -hmm. so that was that was a turning point for me and you know and I'm sure you guys understand this like I mean I had prayed and I was doing what God wanted me to do by taking this test and going to college as a young man and now what the fuck God 
Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? You know. And so, so I got. I was angry with God. So I blamed God. You know. I mean, straight up. I, I blamed God naturally. Yeah. Of course, it's his yeah. fault. It's his fault. Like he should have protected me. He should have kept me safe. He should have sent angels from heaven to like lift my car out of the way or however he decided to do it. Whatever. Right. And he didn't, so it's, it's his what, fault. What's, what's, I know, I love, I love our rationale because it's like we miss the fact that, like, you're alive. No, 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 but you don't get it. God did not look out for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to be in college right now. Yeah. Getting straight A's, right? Like, so anyways, so that was a turning point for me to where, you know, I, 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 started, um, I started getting high. I, I think I started drinking first, which is funny because as I work my way through the 12 steps, right? Because I, I, in prison, I wasn't a 12 stepper, not to get ahead of the, of the story, but I was like, I don't fucking need 12 steps. Uh, you know, just all I need is Jesus, which I still, I still believe that I just do need Jesus. But I mean, God gives us many tools, right? Yeah, right. Uh, there's all kinds of helpful tools, right? Yep. So, so I'm 16 years old and, um, <clears throat> You know, I had smoked pot, I think, probably twice before that because I'm a raging pothead. Like, it's so funny. Like, when I had, like, uh, some time clean because I'm, I am I had, like, because my run ended, like, January 9th of this year. So, like, at the, at the first week of December uh, of last year is when I was, like, I've had enough. The gift of desperation. I'm done, right, with this mm -hmm. last one. And I know I'm getting ahead of things, but... And then, and then I, I got in a fight with my, my ex a couple times, and I went and got loaded, like, one day. And then 24 more days went by, and I went to Oklahoma, and I got loaded one day, and that was January 9th. And then I was in Oklahoma two weeks. You know, I had a bunch of edibles, you know. Mm -hmm. I had, had, like, mm -hmm. edibles and, like, a handful of Xanax. And so for two weeks, I was getting loaded, like, going to meetings, like, oh, I'm clean, you know, hooray. And I was <laughs> the whole time, dude. I mean, so, so anyways, but rewind. So I, the car accident happens. I'm angry. You know, I, I was always strong willed. And so anyways, I start doing, I start drinking, drugging and thugging is what I call it. Right. So <laughs> drinking, drugging, and thugging. yeah, cause I'm such a tough guy or whatever, you know, whatever I'm thinking in my head. So, you know, that's basically how it happened. So I start drinking and drugging, and I, I end up losing every job that I had, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so it all culminates in 2000. In 2000, I had I had left to Scottsdale, Arizona, to go and stay with my uncle because I was just speed, uh, you know, smoking. Oh yeah. Well, right. I mean, not. I mean, not speed. But by 2000, there wasn't like any speed anymore. It was all. It was glass. We call it glass. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It was all real shardy back, crystal back meth. Before that, it was that biker crank. It was yeah. crank, dude. It was like peanut butter, yeah. lemons up, and and there was actually some blue shit. Did you guys ever get that blue shit? It was like P two P two. You guys I, ever once, that shit? Once, dude. No. I, I, I'll never forget this because there was like at least five people that I knew that had experiences that were similar to this. God, you guys, you guys didn't know that I'm God. Like I am God incarnate. Like all these people oh, were having like shit. God. Yeah, it was crazy, right? One of my best friends actually, he just messaged me, he Facebooked me earlier today. Was and he had one of those God trips. It was crazy, dude. It was like we're we're all caravanning to like Lake uh, Lake Havasu. Do you guys know where Lake Havasu? I do. It's like yeah. Lake 
guys, you know, right? So we're, it's like a, a big weekend. I think it was like Memorial Day or it was either Memorial Day or Labor Day. I don't remember, dude. I was pretty loaded back then. That's like and that's like where they film Girls Gone Wild style. Exactly. Like, Habsu yes. gets crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like so, Cancun in the States. Exactly. So I'm digressing now, obviously, but so I, so <laughs> like, so we, we, we all departed on like a Thursday, right? So like the Sunday before my buddy shows up at my house and he's like, Hey, you want to get loaded? And I was like, ah, fuck yeah, why not? So we get in his car and he's got the blue shit. Right. And I think we just did lines. I don't even think we smoked it, dude. I think we just did lines. Right. So it was like on Sunday. So we did a couple lines, and we went to a friend of ours' house who's now who's now dead. He got killed in a home invasion. He was a pot mm-hmm. dealer. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I was in county jail, he got murdered. So, so we go to his house, and we get some pot, and you know, and then we drive around Riverside, you know, just all tweaked out on on this blue shit. So that was Sunday. <laughs> so Thursday rolls around, right? And we all meet, and he's got a twin brother. We all meet at his him and his brother's house, and. Uh, like, okay, we're all divvying up who's going in whose car. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going with him. And so we pop the trunk and he's got like fucking suits and like dress shoes. And like, he's like, I'm like, bro, like, bro, I'm like, bro, come here, get over here, dude. Like, like, what the fuck's going on, man? Like, have you slept? He's like, yeah, 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 dude, I've slept. Right. Like something had gone seriously wrong with my friend. Right. Like, like some serious psychosis happened and yeah, I, right. he's. And, and he hasn't really recovered. Like he's been on medication ever since, to my knowledge, right? And this is like 1999. Ooh. So we get in the car and we start driving, you know. And there's like four of us in the car, and as we're driving towards like Havasu, which is like a three-hour drive, we're, we're we're not five minutes on the road, and he's like, "Hey, Daniel, he's driving, bro. Hey, like, <laughs> and turning guys around." Are in the car, Oh, bro, what's going on, right? Like, it gets really bad, right? So to the point to where one of the guys is like, either you fucking pull over and you let Daniel drive or I want out, right? So he does this the whole time, calls his parents on a cell phone and tells them he's got – it was horrible, bro. It was a horrible oh thing. Like, it got Lord. so bad that we're about two hours in. I'm driving, right? And I'm like – now I'm like, Jake, shut the fuck up. And I'm trying to sock him in the backseat because he just won't shut up, right? So it was <laughs> – yeah, so the moral of the story, anybody that's listening, to don't do the blue dope, okay? Like, stay away. <laughs> a long way around. So. A long way around. So anyways, so yeah, so I start going I start going in the wrong direction, and uh, 2000 rolls around, and um, I, uh, I was broke, and I was out of dope, and I actually had tried to get clean a few times before that, you know? Like, I had tried to get clean, and... You know, it, I'd probably gone ten days or so, a couple stretches, yeah. right? And and where then I'd keep hanging around the same people, and you know, like I can hang around the same people and not get loaded while they're all smoking dope around me, right? How old? Like were you? that. I was twenty-two, so 22. I was probably twenty-one when I the first time I really tried to get clean, because you know, for me it was like a progression. It was like drinking, because the pot for me leads in a different direction. Like, it doesn't really lead to harder things for me. It leads to, like, mountains of pot. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Like, I'm stoned. I don't want to go and and fill up a needle full of speed and and get high, right? Like, I want to grow a forest of marijuana. (laughs) That's, you know, that this addict. 
right? Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. the oh, yeah. like us are, right? So for me, the drinking though. So it's like mm-hmm. I've I've drank you know casually plenty of times, but if I have one too many drinks, it's like where's the fucking blow? Like, yeah. hey, can you get some blow? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who's the guy that has the blow, right? And then after that doesn't last long for me, then it's like, all right, where's the dope? And for us, dope is speed, right? So where's the dope? So for me, that was kind of the progression. It was like, and it was kind of weird for me. I kind of had a weird experience. Like, for me, it was like, I I, I, I didn't want to snort anything in the beginning. So, like, I smoked speed hmm. I ever snorted cocaine. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like, it's I actually bad. smoked oh, that's, yeah. backwards. I know. I think it's well. It's like yeah. I've I've seen people coming come in sideways that way. Like, like I think. Oh, oh never. Mind. That's just kind of. I just realized we tricked my friend's sister into smoking crack one time. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Tell us about tricking the sister into smoking crack. I want to hear the story. Well, I don't. Well, I, all right, this, I'll just tell you what I remember out of this. <laughs> she was like, oh, are you Nothing. smoking weed? And we're like, yeah. You want to hit? She's like, yeah. <laughs> how, how old was she? I mean, like 16. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like a four-year-old, no. Like, you know, right, so right, we, right. Were, we were all, we were all. Come here, Susie, hit this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That shit would go viral these days, right? Like, oh, oh. look at the little five-year-old smoking crack. Like, everybody would, oh, how horrible. It's got, like, a million downloads in, like, two hours. You know what I mean? Right. It's so horrible. Everybody wants to see it. I just think it's hilarious, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so my, so, yeah, so now that so now that I'm reflecting on this, yeah, I remember I had a thing about not wanting to snort anything, right? So I actually, like, and, and not so ironically, like, Two years after my accident, they said it was my fault. I got a check for like two grand or something like that. So actually, me and the guy that had the bad trip, you know, that ended up with the psychosis on the blue dope, like he drove me because I don't think I had a car at the time. I don't even remember. He drives me to like Orange County. I don't know, somewhere near Huntington Beach, Newport Beach, maybe Costa Mesa, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we pick up this check for two grand nice. and like – one of the first things I did was like buy some speed. Like one of the guys I grew up with uh, on the block, you know, the street behind me, he was a tweaker. And so I, was, I told my buddy, like, let's go hit him up and get some speed. So he got some speed, got a glass pipe. My first experience with it. I think I probably gagged the first time I did it. Yep. I don't know, you know? And so it was like, yeah, so I smoked it. And then probably, so I went on a little run. I was probably 19, 18 or 19 at the time. I went on a little run. The, that's when the demon months. entered you with that first hit, the very specific it, meth demon. Like, it, Right, dude. Seriously, seriously. And so I went on a little run, you know, and, and I think I had a couple little breaks here and there. And then, and then, and then it kind of translated into drinking and doing coke. You know, yeah. and I think I, I, you know, I only smoked crack a couple times. I moved to Vegas. So in 1997, I moved to Vegas, me and some friends of mine. And uh, that was the first time I ever smoked crack. Like I worked at Applebee's and there was like, <laughs> there was some guy named, uh, I think his name was Tommy. And he was from Chicago and he had like a fucking rat tail, you know, one of those rat oh, tails, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like if you can remember that, right? So it was like a fucking a mullet on steroids, I guess, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long front, right? So he was like, like he smoked crack, right? Like I was like, well, fuck, let's go get some. I remember sitting in the parking lot, you know, with like a can and some ashes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I like, it never works right that way, yeah. too, dude. <laughs> so, 
lame, dude. Like, where's the dope? Like, let's go get a fucking air freshener and a torch and make a real pipe and get high, you know? Like, that's what I wanted to do. Which I eventually did find the guys with the dope in my apartment complex and smoke Wait, with them in Vegas. Wait, what's the air freshener? Oh, so they have these little... God, I don't have, I don't have any kind of... you talking about those little, like, Febreze glass ones? Yeah, it's like a little glass tube. It's like a little glass tube that's like... They're like, man, I don't know how big they are. Is it just? Are you about, talking about like, like, like it's like it's a quote air freshener? Just they, it's a pipe they sell in gas stations type of thing, or it's a they, li- a, they actually have like liquid in them with like a, a wick. I've never huh, used it as an must, air freshener, so I don't actually know how that, that might part be, works. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they have like they have like a little cotton a little cotton plug in them, right? And so you would like. Uh, would like hit the hit it out like and if you you have to hit it right the first time because if it goes backwards then it's like a fucking disaster because then you got to get like uh be, be honest you gotta, oh, wait, oh, wait. how many times did you smoke air freshener oh dude fuck who knows <laughs> who knows? i mean because you don't really want to like yo, you would yo, rinse this, it out but, this meth tastes uh, yeah, like yeah, pineapple yeah. it's or, in there so then you get a That's torch like, you rinse it all out you, let, yeah, you get yeah, a torch I'll, and you I'll heat it up it. and you like blow on it to make the speed pipe looking thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. With the bubble on the that end. That is right? that is the that's the funny thing about tweakers is that we are also amateur glass blowers. Like I made some cool oh. shit. Like oh, bro. but I've also I've how many carpets ones, have you have you ruined with molten glass? <laughs> Dude, like, when that shit drops on you, that is hey. not fun. <laughs> Who cares? Because we were usually in some apartment that we weren't paying rent in, anyways, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, or, yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. dude I was renting an apartment from a judge, right? What? Didn't pay rent for nine months because she was a drunk. No way. She was a drunk. So she would just call me like every two months and I'd be like, oh, it's in the mail. It's coming. And then like, <laughs> two months later. She wasn't like asking you for any special favors or anything? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> How old was she? How old was Dude, the she judge? She was like sixty. <laughs> but there was there was like a predatory like sixty five year old gay man that lived below me that I definitely like flirted with because he had pull with the judge. So like as long as he wanted me to live above him, dude. Jay's shaking his head, but you got to do what you got to do to survive. Let's like, <laughs> real reel it in. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh, where Let's, were you? Sorry. So, oh yeah. So, so two thousand. So it's two thousand. I went to Scottsdale to live with my aunt and uncle to get clean, and uh, I was flying back to Riverside on the weekends and doing all kinds of crazy dirt, right? And mm. so at some point, you know, I left. I was like, I just, I wasn't at the end yet. You know, I wasn't ready. You yeah. know, and I, and I know my uncle. He feels bad about it, but you know, you we're gonna you're gonna do what you're gonna do until you don't want to do it anymore, right? And even then sometimes you need help to stop. Oh, yeah. So so I was out here and I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So um uh this girl that I used to get high with who ends up being my crime partner, right? She was on the run. She was on she she had left like she had got some like drug court or something and was at this like rehab for like one day and she calls me and she had this is pretty funny. She's like, I need you to come pick me up. Like I like I left the rehab and I I, I flagged an ice cream man down and he's <laughs> giving me a ride. I I told him that you were gonna give him some money. And so he's like, I got no fucking money, dude. I'm broke. You know what I mean? So I was like, well whatever. And so my friend so my friend had let me use his car and he and his family, he lived around the block from me. And, um, 
he let me use his car, and he had left the back door to his parents' house open. So they went on vacation, and I was driving his car, and I was hanging out partying in his house, right? And uh, so I, I said, all right, cool. So I drove, and I picked her up, and she really, really was an ice cream man. And the ice cream man's like, where's my money? I want my money. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. There's no money. And he chases me with his ice cream truck, right? And I'm in like a Honda Accord. I lose him on the freeway, you know, and I go and uh, – Go back to the house, and so we're one broke, and I'm with this girl, and I'm like, "Fuck, we're broke." And it happened to be a Thursday, and I'm like, "Hey, like, she used to work at this restaurant in in Orange County," mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "Hey, it's Thursday," and so when she worked there, I had asked her, like, "You know, what's up with that restaurant?" This was like six months before, and she was like, "Oh yeah, the manager, he plays in a band, and you know, he's he's not around on Thursdays, and they they have one big drop, right?" They just do one drop on Thursdays. Yeah. So now here we are six months later, no money, like enough gas to get to Orange County pretty much. And I'm like, hey, it's Thursday. Like, let's fucking go rob. Let's go do this. Right. So she was like, cool. So we go. So we drive to Orange <laughs> County. Right. And I, and I already have the whole thing planned out in my head. Right. So I, I tell her park right here. So I have her park in this neighborhood. So she parks in this neighborhood that's behind the shopping center and it's like a double shopping center like it's really long dude it's like a shopping center with like a retaining wall and then another shopping center so i have to walk it felt like a million miles you know to get to this <laughs> restaurant right so you know and this is not my first rodeo i've done you know i've done this a couple times before so i'm like okay park in this neighborhood so i walk and I have a little P25, a little tiny little cheap mm-hmm. right that I stole from my dad. You know, like it wasn't even mine. I stole it from my dad. So uh, as I'm walking up to this restaurant entrance, for some reason I get cold. For some reason, I, I don't know if I got cold feet. I call it that. But maybe I had a bad feeling. I don't know what it was. Yeah. So I end up walking past the front door, you know. And I'm probably like 10 steps past the front door. And I'm like, Daniel. You're fucking tripping, bro. Like, just get in there. Like, this is easy. Just get in there. Get <laughs> oh, that money. That's so yeah. funny. Oh, cool. So I pump myself up. So I go in there, you know. And uh, and that's really relevant because I didn't end up getting the money that I intended to get. And 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 that little those ten steps. Who knows was the difference between you know me getting more time and me getting less time, or who knows what would have happened. So I walk in, and uh, it's not the right person at the register. It's it's a waitress. Like it should be a hostess, and it's so, a waitress. Like, you so you think they just switched out or something? Uh, like, I, I didn't know this until months later because I didn't get the I didn't get the paper with the police report. Yeah, but uh-huh. I had told my lawyer for months like the cops stole the fucking money. Like there there was more money there. Like they said I got three hundred and fifty bucks. Three hundred and fifty. Oh, well, yeah, sorry, maybe I skipped ahead. Just keep going with it. So I walk in, and I I pull the gun out, and I it fits in the palm of my hand, you, and I just was your it. face covered at all? I have a hat. I have a hat on, so I have a hat pulled down over my face. So my face isn't covered, but my so hat went with the down, Clark right? Kent disguise. I, I, <laughs> the Kent disguise. I, I had clothes on top of clothes. Okay. So uh, I had like a button up uh, shirt and some pants on over other clothes, right? So I go in. I pull the gun out of my pocket. I set it on the counter. I never point it. I never like point it at the lady. Because ultimately later when she testified in my trial, she said that I pointed the gun at her and said, give me the money or I'm going to kill you, is what she said. That's not what I said. I didn't say that. I pulled the gun out and I said, I don't want any trouble. 
just give me the money and I'll leave, right? And this lady, like, ignores, <laughs> she ignores me, right? She's like, keeps, I'm like, I'm like, lady, I'm fucking serious. And she's like, I know. And she just, pre- she like, dude, she was a fucking professional, man. Like, she played it off like, not, like I, that. she scared me a little bit, you know? And then she pops the register. She gives me the money. And I saw it. Thank you very much. And I put this money in one pocket and the gun in the other pocket. And I walk out. And then I briskly walk you know, through the shopping centers into the back of another shopping center. And I normally would, when I did this, normally I would take my clothes off right there and throw them in a dumpster right there on site. Right. But for whatever reason, I didn't do that this time. I just proceeded into the neighborhood. I get into the neighborhood where, where my crime partner is and she had moved the car for some reason. I don't know why she did this, but I think she was scared. Right. So I just like, where's the car? So I go further into the neighborhood and I see her, we get in the car, we drive off. So now she's driving and I'm in the passenger seat and, uh, I had put the gun in the trunk and I had the clip in my pocket and I had laid back in the seat and I was counting the money and we were like a block away and there the Santa Ana rivers right there. I don't know if you know where the Santa Ana River is, Jay, but yeah. there's a river in the street. My getaway took us on a street that went over the river, and at the bottom of this bridge, right, uh, there's a, there was a controlled left, a controlled uh, left. It turns yeah. red when we get to the light, and she starts to panic, right? And I'm like, just she starts to panic because she's got to stop, right? And I'm like, just calm down. Like, it's there's cool. no red, one chasing. Red lights happen. Yeah, there's no one behind us. They don't even know where we are. They don't know what kind of car we're in. Like, there's no one chasing us, right? And so she's like, all right. So the light turns green, and she makes the left turn, and she's going pretty fast, right? And I'll never forget it. It was like yesterday, dude. Seriously. Like, she, she's driving, and she looks into the rearview mirror. Bam! We crash. Uh Right? Like, look up. Bam! We crash, right? And so this was a really narrow, like, one of the, like, a street that's, like, busy, it's like a busy residential street. So houses mm-hmm. on both sides, right? And for whatever, it was a Thursday, which happened to be like street sweeper day. So it was like between 9 and 10 o'clock at night. So the people were all parking their cars, cars on one side of the street. So mm-hmm. and the other side of the street was open for the street sweeper to go and, sw- and sweep the street. I don't know if wherever you guys are, they have street sweepers. Because like, come to find out for me, like when I was in Oklahoma, like they don't even have fucking sidewalks. Let alone streets, you know. So, yeah. California, we have street sweepers. So, boom, we crash, right? So I'm like, shit. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. So I get out, and and I think I told this like in uh, during the podcast during releasing the captivity. Like I got out and I looked at the tire and I popped the trunk because I really was like assessing the damage. And she was like, you gotta run, you gotta run. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna run. It's just a car accident. It's no big deal. But in my head, I was I, I was waiting for the moment, you know, to run, right? Yep. So I pop the trunk and I'm looking, okay, there's nothing going on. I look at the tire and I'm like, dude, like th- we're not going anywhere. Like this the car's fucked, right? So uh, I look, look behind us and it was a full-size Ford. It was like a Ford F-150. And uh, I see this old man and he's like leaning down looking at his truck. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't have a plan B, but it it formulated very quickly in my mind. Like, I'm going to go talk to this guy and see what happens. So I go over there. I talk to him, and he's like, hey, you guys want to come in the house? And I'm like, yes. Now here's the (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Let's get off the street. I just did an armed robbery a block away. I got to get off the street, right? So (laughs) so the guy invites me in the house, and I tell my crime partner, hey, go go lock the car, right? Which – 
I don't think she actually locked the car, to tell you the truth. I don't know what she was doing, but locking the car wasn't it. So we end up <laughs> we end up in this guy's house, and he's got like a little entryway. And then to the left of his entryway, it's like sort of a hallway. And to the left, there's a he had a desk, like a little office area, like mm-hmm. just a desk in a little like nook, basically, right? So he's like, Do you guys want a diet coke? Why don't you sit down? So we sit down with the guy. And um, I'm like, I have insurance. Don't worry. And I have a driver's license. I mean, in hindsight, I never would have given the guy the driver's license. I wouldn't have given the guy my real name in hindsight. But I was like, I'm just I, it's just a car accident. I'm going to yeah. just pretend yeah. a car accident. Yep. Right? I'm going to play mm-hmm. it straight like a car accident. Right. So I'm like, he's like, well, let me take your license and, and your uh, proof insurance and let me go and make a photocopy. So he gets up from his desk and the hallway was like perpendicular to the entryway. To the entryway of the like the entryway was here and the hallway is like perpendicular going to his back wherever the printer or copy machine was right mm-hmm. so he gets up and he's walking down the hallway and he know i i have this guy in my sight the whole time right and before he's out of my sight like i hear a knock i don't know if you guys could hear that knock or not yeah okay so i hear i hear a knock right and orange pd and i'm like what the fuck like how is orange fast. PD? yeah like yeah. how did they go fast right so I reach into my pocket where I have the money, and unfortunately, I had the clip still in my pocket because we had crashed, right? Uh... So I have the clip and the money, and I hand it to my crime partner. I tell her, go get rid of this somewhere, right? So she disappears, and she gets rid of it. And then I kind of like – because I can almost see the front door. Like if I were to lean, I could see the front door, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up, and I kind of go into the backyard, and then here comes this discussion in my head again about is it time to run, right? Yeah. Like. In this guy's backyard, I'm like, okay, do I run now? And, like, I, I'll never forget there was a guy, because this is another crazy story that this guy was involved in. And he's an older guy. I had these two girls that grew up on my street, and this guy was a big-time Coke dealer in the 80s. And he used to tell me he, – he was responsible for me moving to Vegas in 1999, actually, me and my three friends. And he told me, Daniel, no matter what, don't ever run. Like, People always notice somebody running. If you run away from yeah, a situation, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. look at the guy running. Like, why is that guy running at 10 o'clock at night, right? Like, so <laughs> yeah. I always had this in the back of my mind. Like, if I want to be a good criminal, like, don't ever run, right? Like, I had, like, there was two mm-hmm. things. I mean, he taught me, don't ever run and never get a tattoo, right? That was his whole thing. Especially if you're going to get a tattoo, don't get one that says your fucking name. Right, because somebody pulls your shirt off, and they're like, "Oh, look, the guy ran away," and I think it said Heron on his back. Right, like (laughs) never got any tattoos. Right, so, anyways, I just I I decide I decide while I'm in this guy's backyard, you know, having a conversation with myself. I'm just gonna go out to these cops, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just pretend like nothing happened. Right, so. I, go, I, I end up going out to the cops, and I don't know the time frame. I mean, in my head, it was probably uh, 90 seconds or less between when I got up and had this conversation with myself to going out to the out the front door to the police, right? So I go out the front door to the police, and, you know, there's at least half a dozen or more cops, and they're all drawn down on me. And I'm just like, what happened? What's going on? Like, I don't understand, you <laughs> I'm know? Innocent. <laughs> I'm innocent. Why are you guys pointing your guns at me? I get, like, since when do you point your guns at people for car accidents? Like, has it gotten that bad? <laughs> <laughs> Is enforcement in California that bad in 2000 that we just draw our guns on everybody now? So 
you know, I'm so I'm trying to win an Oscar. I sit down, you know, and uh, the original officer, Officer Robbins, he knew from the very beginning, dude. Like he knew from the minute that I that he laid eyes on me that I was the guy. But the rest of the officers, I think I had fooled pretty well, you know. So I sit down and I try to squeeze a couple alligator alligator tears out. And the officers are very sympathetic. They were very professional, you know, and uh, I'm like, officer, what's going on? Like, I don't understand. And, and, you know, the officer's like, we're really sorry, sir. They handcuffed me for my safety. We're going to handcuff you for your safety and ours. You're not under arrest. They stepped on the curb and they asked me who's in the house. I say, yeah, my friend's in the house. So they go into the house and they grab her out and she's freaking out like, like mo- most women freak out during, in, you know, situations like these, right? They very rare in my experience, woman that holds <laughs> it together when the heat's on, you know? So not surprising that there's 33 men's prisons in California and two women's prisons. I mean, I'm just saying like, <laughs> I get apparently women don't commit as many crimes as men. I, I don't know. I guess 33 to two ratio. I don't know. So, they get hurt. They put us. They bring the. They bring the uh, the woman who I actually pulled the gun on from the restaurant in a police car. And they do an on scene ID. I'm handcuffed. At first, they can't. She can't ID me at first. Then they bring me closer and she IDs me. And they're like, "Yeah, all right, we got them, right?" So then they <laughs> so they Mirandize me right there on the spot. And then they br- they start to walk me towards the uh, police car, right? So those are walk me towards the police car. The old man whose house I was in whose truck we ran into, he, like, comes at me, and he's like, you should have told me, and the cops have to, like, restrain him, right? Like, you should have told me. I would have helped you. Like, oh, I would have helped you. Oh, my God. Like, I should have told this probably old man. some old right? mafia, so, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, hey, so in hindsight, I remember walking into his house, and he has all these pictures uh, in his entryway on the wall via So he has all these pictures that he and flying he was a pilot so just fast forward real quick because this is a cool part of the story when i get to trial the district attorney calls the old man to the stand and asks him on such and such a day do you see the person that was in your house on this day and the old man looks me straight in the face and he says i don't recall and the da rephrases <laughs> the question and says do you see such and such a day blah 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 and he looks at me and he looks in the audience because it was a full crowd there and he was like I don't see him. He's not here. I was like, wow. My lawyer and I were like, wow, this is awesome. Then they call his wife to the stand, <laughs> who, by the way, is Vietnamese. I'm just saying. And uh, they call his Vietnamese wife to the stand, and they're like, and she's like, that's the guy right there. He just fingers me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the old man, was, he was OG, but the wife was, she was a refugee. And refugees want to follow the rules, apparently, because she fingered me, right? right? But, okay. you know, and ultimately, that was the right thing. Okay, no. so I'm, I'm gonna try to uh, economic. Wait, what's the word? Whatever. Split up our time economically. Yeah, be more because um, I could carry on forever, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, we'll do. Let's do. Um, let's do like 20 more minutes on this, and then we can go to the bonus. So, why don't we let's uh let's redeem ourselves for my mother that listens to this and let's <laughs> oh yeah sorry 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 jed's mom sorry yeah. and and i'm really working on my language obviously i'm failing well, no, miserably oh, no, no, but, no, um, no, no, no. so what, what uh what really so i get arrested. I was, well, well check it yeah. I, was, I was listening to your story and uh 
I was like, oh, yeah, I need to have that dude on. And then uh, then I heard you say, oh, and then I discovered the word. And I was like, oh, my man's in the Christian club. So, like, so what was your... California, in prison, they actually have a Christian car, right? Like, they have the white car, and they have the Mexican car, and they have, like, that's your group, right? So there's a Christian car in prison in California, just so that everybody knows out there. That's they have the Christian line in uh, East Baton Rouge too, and everyone yeah it's it's a joke. But so I get the county jail. Yeah, so we're so, gonna get to the word part, right? Well, well, here for uh, so we make sure we get everything. Um, I want you to talk about what you're involved with at the end the uh, anti-recidivism project, so we can get that out there. And anti-recidivism coalition, coalition. A R C. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what was your sentence? And when like how did you find God? up in there so like i said before i was raised in a christian home so i already had a foundation of god right it was Mm -hmm. the first assemblies of god that i started at and then and then when i was about you know um, what year did i start going to harvest i was about 12 or 13 years old when i absolutely refused to drive 40 minutes to the church in fullerton from riverside the 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 assemblies (laughs) of god the pentecostal church to and my parents were like fine so then we started going to harvest Christian Fellowship, which is Greg Laurie's church, mm-hmm. which I already went to the school. So I had this foundation of Christianity already in my life, of Protestant Christianity, right? right. Evangelicalism, mm-hmm. however Evangelical. we want to label yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So Pentecostalism. So I go to county jail, right? And I fight my case for a year in county jail. Ultimately, I get sentenced to 12 years uh, at 80, at 85%, because in California, they have a law that's 12022.53, which is called the 1020 life law. If you use a firearm in the commission of a felony, you shall serve 10 years in the California state prison yeah. Conse- consecutive with whatever sentence you get for whatever the controlling case is. So in no California, way. Arm, yeah. Yeah. So in California, armed robbery of the second degree, which is robbery of a non-dwelling place. So as long as somebody doesn't live there, it carries a two, three and five year sentence. Right. So the low term is two and the high is five. So the D.A. wanted me to get 15 years and the judge ultimately sentenced me to 12, which was two for the robbery plus 10 for using a gun. So I got five times more time in enhancements than I got actually for doing the robbery. Right. So. Jeez. Yeah, so I have a love-hate relationship with Orange County, to say the least. So, you know, they send <laughs> me to 12 years. It's beautiful. I love Orange County. They send me to 12 years, which I deserve to go to prison. We can't have people running around out there with gum, guns robbing our loved ones. I mean, it's just it's, it's a bad thing, right? So while I was in county jail fighting my case, having had this foundation, you know, of, of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, right? You know, I was very angry when I first got there, and I, I and if you listen to episode three, solo writer of our podcast, you'll hear I had a phone call with my mom where I kind I cussed at her and was like, "I'm gonna beat this case, like they don't, they can't get me for this, right?" So I I started off very angry, and at some point, so when I got when I had got arrested and I was in the loop in Orange County Jail, which is where they process you in. Uh-huh. There was a, I remember this white guy, and this is the story that I haven't told on my podcast yet. So there was this white guy in the loop with me, right? He was a bigger white guy, and I saw him in the back of this holding cell, and he was speaking fluent Spanish with these Mexicans that were in there, right? And I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool, right? So I talked to this guy, and his name was Joel Baptiste. So 
it turns out Joel was looking at a, a, a life sentence for murder with special special circumstances. So that was the day I got arrested. So about five months later, when I was going to court one day, I see Joel again, and he's got one of these Kenneth Copeland study Bibles, which is huh. like a black Bible yeah, with yeah, gold yeah. writing, okay? Mm-hmm. right? And I had already started reading Proverbs for some reason, like – for at some point, like I was very focused when I was in jail, I started waking up before everybody and working out and I got super fit and, uh, I started reading Proverbs and I don't remember exactly why. Maybe, maybe, maybe by the grace of God, one day I'll remember exactly. Maybe it was my mother's influence. Maybe for sure. It was my mother and father's influence to some degree, but at some point I started reading Proverbs every day, you know, one every day in the month. Right. Well, I go out to court, you know, four to five months in, and here's Joel Baptiste, and he's got one of these Kenneth Copeland Bibles. And, you know, I sat, I had sat down with him, and we had talked. This is a totally different story than I told during my yeah, episode, yeah. right? So, he, you know, he, he start, he's going through the Bible with me and showing me these Kenneth Copeland study notes, which I'm not a name it, claim it guy at all. So, whatever, right? So... We spend the day together, you know, and we. I go back to my dorm. My dorm. It's actually cubicles in Theo Lacey facility. It's like a two, 196 man dorm, and there's cubicles. It's like A through, I don't know what, I don't know what it was. A through M or N or O or something, right? Two tiers. So I, as I walk up to my cubicle, which was G, it's you know double bunks. And on mm-hmm. the end, on the end of everybody's bunks was like a little kind of like an open locker, no doors on it. And sitting on top of this locker is one of those Kenneth Copeland Bibles. So I and oh, it's shit. like it's like a ten man cubicle. So I go uh-huh. in the cubicle and I'm like, hey, whose Bible is this? Like, is this anybody's Bible? And everybody was like, no, it's not mine. Like, we don't know whose it is. I was like, no, seriously, dude. Like, like I'm serious. Like, whose Bible is like? It's not. We it's, we don't know where it came from. Right. So that was a spiritual awakening for me. Right. That yeah. was the second time because like, you know, when I told when I told my story about coming to the word and, uh, and releasing the captivity, I told about how I didn't like the guy and I kicked this guy's ass. Right. About four mm-hmm. months. in. So this is probably within a couple of weeks of each other where I kicked the guy David's ass and, you know, two weeks before finding the Bible and. And I felt horrible, and I, I I cried with the preacher man in the dorm at the time who was a Southsider in the mm-hmm. shower naked, you know, just the two of us. And I'm feeling <laughs> horrible for beating this guy up that I didn't like. And I realized that the word had started to do its, you know, the the yeah. word is living, powerful, sharp right. sword, right? Mm-hmm. So it had started to break me down, you know, my. Whatever it was had hardened me, you know, and uh, then finding that Kenneth Copeland Bible, like pushed it over the edge, man, because I mean, when I eventually left county jail, that Bible, the pages were falling out and I had it highlighted and written all over. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was, I mean, I mean, we could argue about the definition of a miracle, but to me, it was a miracle that I needed for that time. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't for know. Sure. that. I, I would love to know where that Bible came from to this day because I, I don't think it was actually a miracle. I mean, but somehow God wove the, you know, the pieces together for me to find that Bible that day. And, and, and isn't that weaving a miracle in and of itself? I mean, I think about getting into AA or, or orchestrating my bottom or any of that. I mean, and I truly see all of that stuff as many miracles. How, how could it not be? 
I mean, look what kind of effect it had on your life. How is that not a miracle? Yeah, and you know, it did have a profound effect on my life. And, you know, I mean, I, I was I was a Copelanite for probably a couple months. I mean, I don't know how long that lasted, six months, eight months, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, Kenneth Copeland, this is great. I mean, you know, and yeah. it was. What it did was it kept me in the word, and eventually I became the preacher man in that dorm before I ever went to prison. So eventually, you know, the reins of the preacher man and, and my dorm got passed from the guy Luke to another guy named Eric and eventually passed down to me, right? Because every night in that dorm, there would be a prayer. There would be a dorm prayer every night. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's crazy. Well, well crazy. Right. so <clears throat> real. Uh, we're about to switch over to the bonus, which people, if you want to hear uh we're gonna get into some theology and, and i just want to hear about what 12 years of prison is like sign up for a patreon you can hear the bonus episode but what give people uh where can they find your podcast uh where can they find about the anti-recidivism okay so the podcast is on itunes it's called released into captivity hope after the cage you can find it on itunes i would love reviews obviously we all want those reviews and those five star mm-hmm. reviews it's also on Stitcher, it's on Google, it's on SoundCloud. So you can find the podcast on all those. You can also go to my shitty website, which is releasedintocaptivity.com, and it sucks. You can listen to the web- you can listen to the episodes there, but it's a work in progress. So we're working on that. So releasedintocaptivity.com, iTunes, Stitcher. I recently, my co-host, Carlos Cervantes, you can probably Google him, um, the New York Times has done a story on him because of some of the work that he's done with the Anti-Recidivism Coalition. Anti-Recidivism.org. You can look that up. And it's uh, started by uh, one of the executive producers of the Hangover movies. His name's Scott Butnick. And mm-hmm. he, he used to come in one of the prisons I was in, California Rehabilitation Center in Norco, California. And in 2013, I believe, he started, the, he started ARC. We call it ARC. And they do everything from provide uh, job training to providing ride homes for people who have done long prison terms and help them transition on that first day. It's called the Ride Home Program. They have a mentorship program. They have uh, they they help guys with edu- men and women with education, uh, job training and placement, and they also do policy, which. By the grace of God, I've been privileged to participate in policy, and I'm going to actually go on my first Sacramento trip tomorrow. My flight leaves at 5.15, and we're going to go advocate for a couple bills at uh, the state capitol tomorrow that are deal with juvenile. Um, one of them is SB 394, Juvenile Life Without Parole, Oof. and SB 395, which is Juvenile Miranda Rights. So... Well, yeah, dude. We're gonna, so, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll put all of those link, links in our show notes, guys, too. So you can you can grab them real easy. Go listen to the podcast. Get involved. All that good shit. Yes. I was feeling all inside. Lit up like a Christmas tree. Surrounded by my family. Acting like I'm gonna die. But they don't really know about my life. Only when I'm burning bright That's the only light they see
I have some bad news and all all of our scene kid friends. What? Our scene kid turned hipster friends. What? The Wall Street Journal reports, after years of dominating sales, skinny jeans are going out of fashion as comfier cotton denim makes a comeback. Really? What what is, is, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. They'll never fully go out because they never fully went out. We were they never them fully. They were in, like you know, like you had, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you had yeah, like yeah, train right. spotting, rocking skinny jeans, and I think that like yeah, like real deal to the core rock and rollers and what how and whatever flavor that comes in, right? Whether that's I think that side note, I think that hip hop artists are the new rock stars, but that's another conversation. I think that skinny jeans, you're right, will always be in in some segment of society. Well, they are right? saying they are saying that um, yeah, electric guitars uh like Gibson and Fender are all, are all in massive debt because of like electric guitar sales are at like a historical low. Mhm. That's not surprising to me. No, at it's all. not. It's not. It's kind <clears> of a bummer. <throat> Maybe I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, people that are going to play guitar are going to continue to play guitar. The problem is, is that Gibson is going to need to tone down. And stop making so many guitars. Was that a hey? No pun intended, actually. Oh, did you hear some? I can't remember the source. Some news lady made this like harebrained prediction that future generations are gonna have uh, like crane neck from us looking at cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) That's not surprising. I did see something that it was like uh, somebody was predicted evolution was going to the way. Like people were going to be huge, these huge amorphous blobs, so they'd be safe. Like they would be safe in car wrecks and stuff. Oh, I, I saw. Well, yeah, it. it, it um. It looked like potatoes. Yeah. It, well, that was just that was just a, a digital representation of the perfect body to survive a car wreck. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, and he, I don't he really looks so fucking weird. Okay, here's the thing about evolution. So hmm. why aren't humans evolving? Are humans not evolving? I don't know. Why would are we they? need to? Why would we need to evolve? Also, evolution takes millions of years. So, uh, th- wait. Actually, through God, all things are possible. So, was it from Always Sunny? <laughs> That's my favorite meme going around right now. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah. Um, am I gay? Gay for God? Yeah. <laughs> I say yes. <laughs> no. Did you see the one where he went on the gay cruise? No, I haven't. Or seen no, that no. One. I'm sorry. He went on the Christian cruise, and there was gay people, and he was like, "No, gay." Um, Um, i like that they finally they're going with his character being gay now finally it's like canon or whatever you want to call it oh for real i didn't know that yeah i kind of stopped i lost interest in that show i mean like i was after the most recent season is like unbelievable i get it it. Mm. maybe i'll go watch the most recent season you should it's unbelievable like it's easily the best comedy going right now oh word it's also Um, the longest running Live action comedy show in history. In history, Seinfeld wasn't longer. Mm-mm. No shit. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. What were you gonna say? Well, I don't think anybody gives a shit if I'm watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So, mm-hmm. it's been cool. Oh, you're trying. Oh, you're trying to leave. I see what it's you're been doing. Awesome. Man. How do you know, man? Yeah, you're right. Nobody cares. 
<laughs> well, this is, you know, every now and then, people, we get these episodes where uh, I keep, uh, man, I can't even make a suicide watch joke. Oh, uh, yeah, let's not do that. I know, this episode it's was been just cool dark. congregation. Yeah, it's been it good. Was. Listen, um, read First Timothy. It's been really encouraging this week, and I'm serious about that. Yeah, cool. Read First Timothy. Also, <laughs> go check out our boys' podcast. No, well, dude, all right, I'm just gonna say this, dude. Sorry, you're not gonna. What? Like, what? Uh, it was just, it was just so funny how like I always forget that the Bible itself skewers current Christianity. Like, oh man, yeah. Uh, like it was talking about it was given the requirements for preachers, and it was like. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah. Uh, and Perry Noble's preaching again. Did you see that? I saw that he's been. Yeah, he keeps going back to Elevation Church. He wants to get <clears throat> lifted, dog. He wants to get lifted. See, he must be so I don't know how I feel about it. I, I've actually come to the point where I just like I don't give a shit. I feel like people know what's happening. I you know what I mean? I, I if you choose to go and listen to fucking Perry Noble or well, whatever. It, yeah. I guess we did have that conversation if it disqualifies him. Yeah. You're I would really... say it's a sketchy line to draw. I certainly don't think it's good for him or anybody to be preaching this soon. I know. In sobriety, if he if he's actually sober, I don't know. I mean, maybe you know. So I'm saying if, if we draw the line, what if he snorts it? Hey, uh, hey, yo! Listen, you're trying to get off, so I'll let you. I was trying to go into you know a conversation, but you keep looking sideways. So I hate Perry Noble. That's not true. I don't hate Perry Noble. I know. I would love to talk to Perry Noble. Noble I would Noble Perry. love to talk to Perry Noble so much. Let's I actually talk, really, let's... really like him. He seems like a really approachable dude. His sermons are kick-ass, but I have some questions. Let's you know start Let's start a um a Twitter account called Noble Perry and just see if we can get his attention that way. Should it just be memes? I There was this chick that started um, a mock uh, account for Mark Driscoll. And it was like it was just a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here. Parody, parody, parody account. Yeah, yeah. And so you just tweet out stuff like that, and you couldn't. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell, but it was like off the wall, ridiculous shit. Like when a husband come ho- comes home from work, a, a wife should be have a sandwich made. And blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> really That's just like Joel yeah. Dongstein. That is just hilarious. Where it was Joel, <laughs> Joel Osteen quotes, but they just put, uh, input the word dong into it somewhere. <laughs> you haven't seen that? No. Oh, That's dude, awesome. go. Y'all go check out Joel Dongstein. It's a Twitter <laughs> handle. <laughs> That's Genius, dude. Genius. <laughs> Alright. Alright, well, well with your, that. That's your, that's your homework, congregation. Yo, we got some Peace good out. interviews coming up. We do. Stay tuned, y'all. Peace. Peace.